Okay, hi, welcome back. Welcome to the Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise DeLucci. Welcome to my living room. We're broadcasting live from my living room, as usual, in Manhattan, from the Upper East Side of Manhattan. How are you doing? How's your week going? It's good. So, okay, this is what we're talking about today. Is he a bad texter? I know. It's 2020. Can you imagine you're still dating or seeing somebody that's a shitty texter? Yeah, it exists. So we're talking about that. How to make a boxed cake taste better. I have a mild obsession with anything Duncan Hines, specifically when it's on sale at ShopRite for 99 cents. I learned that you could do certain things to make it taste better, like add an extra egg. So we're talking about that. And are you a single mom? You know, obviously I'm a single mom. And when you go on dates, if you are a single mom and you go on dates, do you want to keep the mom out of the single mom date life? Okay. Um, that's a thing. And then I found this product that makes your nail polish last longer. It's a top coat, but we're going to get into it. I hate, I hate when I get a manicure and three days later it's chipping. So anyway, take a sip of your drink, sit back, relax, and talk to your girl, Elise. Fact of the day. Listen to this. Do you know there's 700, about 700 grapes that go into one bottle of wine? Did you know that? That's a lot of grapes. That's almost, that, that's approximately two and a half pounds, a little over two and a half pounds. If you're wondering how much fruit are you getting when you drink wine, because you know, it's like, I didn't have any fruit for a week. No, it's okay. I had fruit. I had a, I had a few bottles of wine. Well, you, yeah. Okay. You had 1400 grapes if you're wondering. Okay. 700 grapes in a bottle of wine. Um, it's prime day. It's prime day today, Tuesday. Happy Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day, October 13th. And you know what I wanted? I logged on to Amazon when I first woke up in the morning, as I do, because I have a shopping problem. And I see this thing on my homepage, and it's called, um, the brand is Planter's Choice. It's a nine-herb window garden. I have it open right here. It's a, it's a, it's a 40-piece kit. Includes everything you need to grow like a pro. I was going crazy. Basil, chives, dill, cute little windowsill, you know, windowsill um, herb garden. And, you know, I live in an apartment, so I, this is beautiful for me. And even if you don't live in an apartment, maybe you don't want to go outside your sliding glass store and go trek it to all the way the backwoods, the back corner of your yard to get some basil for a sauce. How beautiful is this? You just put this on your windowsill. Well, guess what? There I am on Prime Day this morning, and I'm like, oh, add to cart. Add to cart. It was 30 something dollars, and it was like a Prime Lightning deal for 22 and I, I added to cart, and I said, if I'm still thinking about this by the end of the day, I'm going to buy it. So, of course, I was. You know, natch, I was still thinking. And so, around 4 o'clock today, I go to buy it. And guess what? Sold out. Sold out. And it's still available, though. It's still available. I, well, I should say, it's not sold out. It's still available for 30-something dollars. It's sold out for the prime lightning price of maybe 23 I don't want it. I don't want it in the 30s. I want it in the 20s. It's so ridiculous. It's like, you can't, you can't buy it with a coupon, but you could still buy it. Well, guess what? Not, not me. I'm not buying that. So how was your week? How was your, how, how was your weekend? Was it good? Columbus Day? Long weekend? Did you have off from work? I had off from work. I went to the Met, the Met Museum on uh, Fifth Avenue and 81st Street. It was so nice. It was so nice. I didn't go for anything specific. I'm actually a member there. You know, if you go, 
Well, by the way, let me say, if you live in New York, New Jersey, or Connecticut, you can go to the Met Museum and you can pay whatever you want. You just show them your driver's license and it's a pay-as-you-wish thing. So the regular fee to get in is $25. But if you live in New York and you show them your license, you know, you could give them a dollar. You could give them $10. It, it's, like, it, it's, you know, I guess, some, you know, it's a, it's a benefit, right? But I, I actually joined, um, I joined not too long ago. It's $200 for a yearly membership. You know, I have the two kids and, and it's a, such a nice thing to do with the girls. Like just when, especially when it's raining, take them, it's a, they could walk around, they could go see this stuff. There's kids art sort of in the lobby, which they like to look at. So I joined and it was so nice. I was looking at the, um, you know, the Egyptians and, and, and the tombs and all the hieroglyphics. And it's just, it's just the coolest, it's the coolest thing ever. So I hope you did something fun. Enjoyed the long weekend. You know what else I did? I made a steak. I know, I know. Nothing to write home about. And I, you know, you are probably listening and you probably have the luxury of a barbecue. And I would love a barbecue. I would. I, if you put me, if you put me in a kitchen, 190 square foot kitchen, I could whip you up a meal. If you put me, oh, I should say, a kitchen inside a 190 square foot apartment, I could whip you up a meal. I can. But if you put me in front of a barbecue, I wouldn't even know the. F I wouldn't even know how to turn that grill on. But um, but I was dying for steak. I was dying for steak the other day. So I bought. I was in the store and I bought a porterhouse steak. Um, it was about a, a pound and a half almost two inches thick. And I got it home, threw it in the freezer on the weekend, sad, I take it out of the freezer. And I'm like, I'm going to cook this steak, baby. And I take out my cast iron skillet and I'm about to do it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's another way to cook this steak that I read about. And I'm going to try it. And I did. And it's wonderful. It's called reverse searing the steak. Have you heard of this reverse searing the steak? I read about it in a magazine, like a Women's Day magazine while I was online at the supermarket, you know? I took a screenshot of it and, uh, and, and I, I stored it in my recipes to try, things to do, you know, sort of folder in my iCloud album. So it was great. Let me tell you what I did. So you take the steak, right? You take it, you let it defrost or whatever. You put it on a plate and then you sprinkle it with um, salt, about a teaspoon of salt. So for my pound and a half of steak, I did a teaspoon of salt, and that's the rule of thumb, apparently, according to the recipe. It's for every pound and a half, you want to do a teaspoon of salt. And then you put the steak in the fridge, and you, and you let it sort of marinate overnight or for a few hours. It has to be like minimum three hours. And this is called dry brining. They say that this is important because the steak actually gets, uh, the, the salt gets into the meat. Oh, and by the way, you don't cover it. So you put it on the plate, you do the salt, you put it in the fridge uncovered overnight for three hours. And that's called dry brining. The salt, um, it gets into the meat. It really flavors the meat for a long time, you know, as opposed to like putting it in a Ziploc bag and doing a marinade. So anyway, ding, 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 overnight is ready, morning time, ready to cook. And, um, you, you, you preheat the oven to 250. You pre put, put it in low. You put that steak on, on a grill pan you know, or a broiler pan in, in your oven. And then you let it cook in there. You let it slow roast for 50 minutes. So for a pound and a half steak, it, I cooked it for 50 minutes at 250 slow. And then when it, when it's finished, you take the steak out of the oven. Okay. Put it on the counter, keep it on the pan, put it on the counter, get that cast iron skillet out, put a pan of butter in there, get it nice and hot. And then you sear the steak for about, I don't know, 60 seconds on each side, get the nice grill marks, and then you're done. And let me tell you what you get from that. You get a gorgeous steak. You do. I, I know, it's so funny. Like, and it, let me tell you something. 
I bought this porterhouse steak. I don't know how much I paid for it. Maybe I paid $15 or something for it. There was no way in God's green earth that I was going to roast a steak. I just thought, this is going to, I just might as well take $15 and wash it down the drain. And, but I was like, you know what? You only live once. I'm going to go for it. And it was delicious. So you put the steak on a plate with some salt, put it in the oven, put it in the fridge overnight, take it out, roast it in the oven, a low, a low heat, 225, 250 for about 50 minutes. That was mine for a pound and a half. And then, by the way, that's medium well. And then you sear it quick. And you're done. You serve it. You don't even have to let it rest. You know, and of course, because I have an eating issue, of course, after I let, after I took it off the pan, you know, I put more butter on it before I served it, you know, but it was so good. If you want to Google it, I think you could Google it. It's called reverse searing, reverse searing. I totally recommend. So is he a bad texter? Are you dating? Are you dating? Is he, are you dating somebody that's a shitty texter? Is your husband a bad texter? Do you, you definitely know bad texters. And this doesn't only really apply, by the way, to men, but, you, but it kind of does. I mean, it could be a girlfriend, but a girlfriend, you could be like, you could say to your girlfriend, you know, Jennifer, your texting is misery. It's misery to read your text. Can you, can you change it, please? You can't say that to a guy. You, you, you're trying to play the game. And, and so this is what I learned. Like, listen, some people, some people are just bad writers. You know, these people, they use, the, the people that are bad texters, I've learned in my experience, at least, they're, they're very easygoing in person. Easygoing. They don't really care. They're like Switzerland. Everything is neutral to them. And then you get these guys on text and, and they're a horror. They're an absolute horror. I mean, I get it. Not everybody's going to be Jane Austen on text, you know, but, but bad texting, that's hard because we text all the time. This is like, this is like, it's like, it's like talk, who calls anymore? Who calls anymore? You know, and, and the thing is, is really, is at the end of the day, is the guy great? Is he, is he an awesome guy? Because if he's an awesome guy, then you have to figure out a way to work around it. But, you know, but in my opinion, my opinion, there's nothing more disappointing. You meet a guy, gorgeous, Greek Adonis, hard worker, a loving family guy, cordial, chivalrous, takes his grandmother to the supermarket once a week. And then after the date, you get back to your place, you know, when he's at his place and you look at your phone and he writes, nice night, talk soon. And you're like, what? What? You should have proposed to me. That's how great the date was. And this is the text that I get. Wah, wah. Right? And, but, you know, it's like, so I, I've been there, done that. You know, there's lots of different types of te bad texters, which we'll get into in a second. But, you know, but at the end of the day, listen, if he's texting like a jerk, if he's texting like a jerk and then he is a jerk, well, he's got to go. He's got to go. You don't have time for that. But, or, or, or if he texts like a jerk and then he checks out other women, you know, like while you're out, he's also got to go, right? So it's like, what is, what is his actions? What are his actions like in person? But, you know, to the point, you got to decide if this is something you want to deal with. Is this, is the bad texting something that's really going to get away, get, get, you know, get in the way of your relationship? But if it bothers you from the beginning, I have learned. It's always going to be a thing. It's always going to be a thing. So my two cents is you got to bring it up. You just got to address it. Just hit it out of the park. Just, you're, you're a terrible texter. You know, Mike, I like you. you we got to do something about the texting. And the, you know, that, that might be my style. You, you might want to be a little more demure, you know. <laughs> this is probably why I'm always single. But 
you know, you know, and listen, there's no right or wrong way for him to text. I mean, that's the thing. So you have to be careful. You know, you don't want you don't want to insult him. Guys, they're so touchy. They're precious egos. All of a sudden, you're like, you're a shitty texter. And they're like, oh, you hurt, she hurt my feelings. You're a bitch. Yeah, no, it's not about that. It's like, so you approach them gen- gently. But, you know, I always say, listen, there's not, a, there's not a right or wrong way to text. There's not a normal way, air quotes, for us to text. You know, I'm not trying to shame you. I don't actually say that, but you don't want to shame them, of course, you know, you don't want to shame them for their natural communication habits. That would be terrible. But, but, you know, but you have, you do have to talk about it. You do have to talk about it. Like there are texters out there that, that, that it's just pathetic. Like, you know, and if you're on any of those dating apps, you know, you've had your taste of them. Like the guy that texts like a teenager Every text is LOL, exclamation, question mark, exclamation, smiley face. Thanks, cutie. Like, really? How old are you? How old? Because last time I checked, you know, I thought you were 43, but you're texting like you're 14. You know, that, that's just, that, that's miserable. And then, oh, the guy, the, the guy that writes the ellipses after every, after every text, you know, okay, dot, 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 sounds good, dot, 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 see you later, dot, dot, dot. Why is he doing that? Why, why are you doing that? Why? What is this a Danielle Steele novel? Like you, you, you breathy until the next text comes. You're making me nauseous. Oh, oh, and this is something we're at fault of, girls. We are the gusher. We're gu- we're gushy text. Gushers gush. It's like the guys like, you know, how are you? What'd you say? Well, I went to the gym and then I went to the smoothie bar and then you know I got a pedicure and then I blew up my hair and now I'm feeding my cat. It's like what? No, <laughs> no. But we we'll talk about it in a second. What? How you should be texting him? And by the way, I'm not an expert. I'm an expert in nothing. And this is just world according to Elise, of course. But but the worst, the worst of all, the worst of all, are 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 these two these two texts these two texters is the guy that I just described earlier. The guy that says, you know, when you say hi, how are you? Good. What do you want to do? Movie. You know, oh, okay. Where should we go? I'll get tickets. Like really? Are you are you a caveman? Are you kidding? Because this is what you sound like. This is what you sound And but, God, God forbid, God forbid you tell this guy, you know, this caveman texting, you tell caveman texter how he sounds on text. He thinks there's nothing wrong with it, you know? So he's the worst to me. And then, and then the other guy that when you text him or you text him back, I should say, and he disappears. It's like, we were just in a conversation. Where are you going? Where did you go? Getting a slice of American cheese out of the fridge takes two seconds. You could text and walk. You could text and chill. Where'd you go? I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're, you've been, say you've been married for 20 years, you're hitting the apps. You're back on the scene. You're about to, you're about to get your hands wet in the dating scene. You're loving life. Well, guess what? I got news for you, Tuts. Be prepared for this texting situation. First of all, nobody calls. Nobody calls. God forbid anybody calls you on the phone anymore. You know, that's like, that's like an engagement ring. You call, oh, God, he's calling me on the phone. You must want to marry me. No, but everybody's texting. And then you have to prepare yourself. If you're newly single, you have to prepare yourself for this bad, bad, bad texting. If you've been single for a while, then you just know. And, and if you're younger, by the way, if, you know, if you're in your 20s or, you know, however old, then you just know. You just know that you know how to text and hopefully, most likely the guys, you know, they're digital natives. So they also know how to text, you know, so you're not dealing with cavemen texting. But for some of us, that's a very real thing. But as for you, texting him, do you ever think about how you should text him? I'm sure you do. I 
always think about how I'm texting him. And this is my opinions on that. When I first meet a guy, I let him text first. If he texts me, I will answer, but I wait a little bit. So, you know, I first meet him. I'm not going to go after that first date. I don't go home and say, oh, thanks for dinner. Nice night. Never. Uh-uh, ne- never. I want, even though I'm waiting by the phone, even though he just dropped me off, even though he just dropped me off in the cab and I'm sitting on my couch, you know, twiddling my thumbs. Oh my God, when is he going to text me? Oh my God, oh my God. Looking at my phone, checking it obsessively. I... I want him to think that I am home. I have another man at my house or I'm in the shower or I'm doing something so exciting. I will never text him first. I let him text first and then I'll wait like 10 minutes and I'll answer. And those 10 minutes are torture, by the way. You know, you get that text from him. Oh, not nice to meet you. It was a, it was great. You know, we had a great time tonight. You know, or like, or, or like oh, that, that kiss was so nice. I want to take you out tomorrow. And I'm like, desperate. I'm chomping at the bit to write back. I want to write back right now, but I can't, you can't do it. You have to wait, you have to wait 10 minutes. And then I also use limited emojis, smiley face only. I don't do blushing face, you know, face with hearts, love eyes, no crying cat faces, none of this. I, I limited emojis. I want to keep it tight. I do not use exclamation points in, in, the, in the beginning, early stages of texting. Uh-uh. I text basically what I'm trying to say is I text like I'm texting my boss at work, but a little softer. So, you know, you know, with my boss, obviously I'm going to be a hundred percent professional. I'm not going to be using emojis and I might say things like, Oh, I'll circle back with you in a few minutes on that. I'm not going to say that kind of office nonsense, you know, but, but I will text like I'm, I'm at work, but I use softer words and I don't give any additional information than a mass. So that gusher stuff, if he says to me, if he texts me, you know, on a Saturday morning, hey, what are you doing? Oh, just got back from the gym. You? Yeah, that's it. They like the mystery. They, 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 they need that. They like the mystery. If you, if you wait 10 minutes, if you wait 20 minutes, that's even better. If you don't tell them everything, that's wonderful. And if you always let them text you first, just, and by the way, I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend right now. And, um, even still, I do not text him first. If he texts me, I respond, of course. And I respond right away because, you know, he's my boyfriend. But I will never text him first. Like in the morning, you know, so, you know, this morning, for example, you know, today, Tuesday morning, I woke up, I started, you know, took a shower, I started working. I didn't text him. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, doll. No, I would never, never. Now, the younger version of Elise would definitely do that but I don't anymore. I wait for him to text me. Today, he texts me around 11.50 a.m. Hey, babe, how you doing? Hope you have a good day. And I wrote, oh, you too. You know, hope, 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 you, hope you have a good meeting. I know you had a lunch meeting. Hope you have a good meeting. That's it. That's it. I'm not texting him first. No, no. I, I, I learned the hard way on that one. That, that's my two cents. So winter's coming. Winter's coming. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, the poundage is coming. The freshman 15. It's like the winter worry weight just around the corner. I'm do, I have it. I have it. It's starting already. And so I was in the store, Duncan Hines cakes, the boxes, you know, they're on sale for 99 cents. Like, why do, why do I need a box cake, a box strawberry cake? I'm never going to make that. I'm never, I'm never going to use that unless my kids are just absolutely being so annoying and I'm totally out of fun fetty and I need to make a pink cake for them. That's the only time I'm going to use it. But, you know, I bought it. And, and I started thinking about, I love, listen, I, I love box cakes. I love box brownies, but, but boxed cakes 
I started thinking, no, we can add things to them. I can add things to them to jazz them up. Like, okay, most box cakes, they call for three eggs, you know, and if you want to put an extra egg in it, what happens is it makes a richer tasting cake. It makes it more moist. That's right. I know that word. It's a horror, but it does, but it really does. If you add an extra egg to a box cake, it makes it more moist. It does. And then the, uh, another trick, another trick that I learned is if any box cake, any box cake, if it calls for water, if the recipe calls for water, you know, it's like, oh, fourth of a cup of water. If you put, if you replace that with dairy, milk, or even buttermilk, I never have the buttermilk in my fridge. By the way, anytime a recipe calls for buttermilk, I'm so annoyed. I'm automatically not making it because that means I got to put on shoes, go out of my house and go spend $4.95 on a carton of buttermilk that I'm never going to use. But if you add dairy to a box cake in place of water, it, it, it tastes more homemade. And, and you know, and you know, especially if you're having a party, everything should be homemade, right? But my favorite thing to do with the box cake, my favorite thing is um, you have any jello lying around the house, you know, jello pudding. So if you take, um, if, you, if you have like a chocolate box cake, you know, chocolate devil's food cake, and if you have a, a box of chocolate pudding, you know, jello, the powder, don't make the pudding first, don't make the pudding, but if you just, just add that little packet of pudding right to, right to the mix. So it might say three eggs, a quarter cup of oil, you know, a vegetable oil, a quarter cup of water. And then I just also put in a little packet of dry pudding. It is so good. It, 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 I don't even know what it does. It just is delicious. It's delicious. It makes it moist and it gives it like more of a yummy, yummy flavor. I know. That's the, I know. Like we're not even together in person, you and I, me and you wherever you are. And I'm describing something as <laughs> yummy, yummy flavor. Well, it is, it is. And, and the last, the last thing that about box cakes is, well, two things. One, you can always, by the way, throw a little extra vanilla in there. You know, you got a little teaspoon of vanilla, throw it in. Cause everything, a little vanilla is good. A little vanilla is good, but, but you also could put, you know, add-ins, add-ins. So like sometimes I'll put um, flaked coconut. I love, I love chocolate and coconut together. Sometimes I'll put that in there. You know what you could even do? You know what you could do? You can get, and I'm, by the way, I'm not just pulling the shit out of my ass. This is all stuff that I've done, by the way. I really, I, I, I do. I cook all the time. I cook and bake all the time. But you, the other thing you could do is if you have, you know, if you're in a store and you see those pie mixes, the pie fillings, like cherry pie filling, you know, it's a can, it's like a 15 ounce can. You could get one of those cans and you, you could put it right into the mix. So the same thing. You got your mixed cake, you got the, the oil, the eggs, the water. And then you know what? You put in a 15 ounce can of cherry, cherry pie mix right now. There you go. Chocolate cherry cake. Delicious. Yeah, this is what you could do. Jazz it up. And you know, and obviously, you know, if you have any type of frosting, you can also, if you put a little vanilla in the frosting, a little couple of drops of vanilla in the frosting, or if you're doing Cool Whip, you put a little extra drops of vanilla in the Cool Whip, that always makes it taste homemade. It always does. <clears throat> this is, you know, I, I didn't eat dinner. This is a hard, this, this is not a good idea. Because the second this podcast is over, I'm doing a beeline for that pantry. And I'm about to get out a butter yellow golden, I, 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 this is why I wear leggings every day. This is why I can't wear jeans. I can't wear them. I can't. I can't because I just eat all the time. I have to unbutton my pants. All my shirts have to be long. All my shirts have to be long because I unbutton my jeans and I, and I, and I need something to cover it. Like if we, you and I ever met each other and we went out to dinner, 
and we're sitting, I'm sitting on the opposite. Know that I'm sitting there with my pants open because I'm making extra room for all the disco fries while I'm eating in the diner. Yeah, this is what I do on dates too. But, and you know what? It's because the box cakes, this is the problem. I know. So, okay. I say this, I feel like every episode, every episode like that I'm a single mother, I live in the city, like eventually I'm going to stop because I'm going to think that you, you remember. <laughs> but I am a single mother. And um, dating is hard. I mean, there's so much to talk about as dating as a single mom. And like, when I say dating as a single mom, I don't really mean dating as a, a single mom with older kids. I'm not, mm, God, take a, take a sip of water. I'm not, there's, you're of course still a single mom dating if your kids are away in college or if, you're, or if your kids are 30. But it's different when your kids are young in junior high or in diapers like that's just a totally different ball game and do you is this you do you, do you are you single are you mom do you want the mom part to stay in your dating life or do you want it out because i i don't want it in my dating life now here's the thing this is not i love my daughters more than anything in the whole entire world, just like you love your kids more than anything in the whole entire world. And I want to talk about them. I, I, I do talk about them. Of, well, with my boyfriend, of course I talk about my kids. I talk about my kids all the time. But when I first meet somebody, I don't talk about them. And there's, well, here's the thing. If I met somebody on an app <clears throat> online, I'm not talking about my kids. They don't even need to know how old my kids are. They don't need to know where I live, how old my kids are. They need to know nothing about my kids except that I have kids because that's where you got to tell them. But I don't talk about them. But if it's say, say somebody set me up, somebody or I met somebody, you know, maybe through the PTA, like that's ever happened. Can you imagine all of a sudden you're at a PTA meeting and then hot dad walks in, single, <laughs> never, rich, never, never happening. But, 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 but if I know the person somehow and it, I would normally, you know, I, I'm obviously comfortable to talk about my kids. I still don't. In the beginning, I don't want to talk about them. I know I have children. They know I have children and it's ultra personal. It's ultra personal to me. And also I just want to have some fun. It's that simple. I want to have fun. What do you think about that? Even if you don't have kids, by the way, like you, I'm curious to what you're thinking because listen, you totally get that wanting to have, if you're, if you are, don't have, do not have children, you're listening to this. You could understand why I would want to just go have some fun, knock some martinis back. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the PTA with you, especially if you don't have kids, you know, especially if the guy doesn't have kids, but it's real, but it really is personal. But you also really need to consider the other party. Don't you think like if he has kids, so say you're dating a guy, right? You're dating a guy, you're on the third date. If he has kids and you have your children, fine, then it's okay. It's okay to, to talk, you know, talk about the kids, talk about school. It's common ground. It's a bonding thing. You know, I mean, you could be the next Brady Bunch for all you know, right? But, but if he doesn't have kids, like you really got to think about that. So, you know, it's like, I don't want to talk about them because it's ultra personal because I want to just have some fun, but I'm also really considering the other party. Like if this guy is a died in the wool bachelor, you know, one of these guys that's just never gotten married, no kids, you know, and, and he's a silver haired fox, you know, like Mr. Big, you really got to consider because think about it. Does he want to hear about your kids 24 seven? Does he want to be sharing like some chocolate covered strawberry fondue with you and hear 
and hear about what Timmy ate for a snack and how Timmy threw a tantrum at daycare because somebody colored in his coloring book outside of lines. Let me answer that. No, absolutely. No, no. He doesn't give a shit. He literally doesn't give a shit. He might say, by the way, if it slips out because you, you're so stressed about it, he might say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, but he doesn't really want to hear about that. He wants to hear about you. He wants to hear what you're interested in. He wants to hear what makes you tick. He almost wants to hear about like how you were pre-kids. It's not that he's discounting the fact that you have kids. It's not that that's a, that's a strike against you. That's just my opinion. And the thing is, is once you start talking about kids to another man, to, a, to another man, oh, cause that's me in drag. Once, once you start talking about children, your children in the early stages of dating to a new man, that does not have kids, you're also planting these thoughts in his head that like, that he might not be thinking about. Like, you, he might be thinking, is this broad looking for me to pay for her kids? Like, I don't wanna hear about another man's kids. You know, guys, guys are funny like that. Like, they're, they're like territorial, you know? It's like, I like women. You know, X marks the spot. Like they, they don't, they do not want to necessarily hear about some other man's kids. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you're dating an angel, maybe you're dating an angel, but it's just the whole thing is just funny. That's why I just like to keep it out. On date four and five, if you have kids, we could start the talking. It's the common ground. Maybe, maybe on date four and five, if if you don't have kids, I'll, you know, I'll start sprinkling a few things in here and there. But I am not telling him that I just ate my kids' leftover Velveeta you know, before I came out on the date. I am not telling him that I have runs all over my tights because my children were, 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 were mowing me down with their Lego cars, you know, before I was leaving the house. I am not telling him that. I think that, I think we have to still remain sexy and stuff. <laughs> you know, one time I went on a date with this guy, I met him on an app. You know what he said to me? What a psycho, this is a psychopath. We're on the date. He knows I have kids. I'm not talking about them. And he says to me, Elise, you haven't mentioned your kids at all. Where are they? Are they okay? I said to him, um, who the F are you? Like, who the F are you? Uh, uh, first of all, I am not dad shopping. Thank you very much. I am not dad shopping. And my, my child's health and safety is my business. You don't have to make sure that where they are. Like, they're with the babysitter or they're with the grandmother. Like, they're, they're safe and they're fine and that's my business. I was like, can you imagine? Like, he probably, maybe he was just trying to be cute, but like, that's not cute to me. Asking me where my kids are. Go take a hike. But, you know, overall, I just want to go out and have fun and I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to think about that I'm going to have to wake up at 5 a.m. and, you know, feed somebody oatmeal. And I don't want to freak him out. Like, it's, it's, it, it, it's a different world. I mean, you know this, like if you date somebody and they don't have kids after the date is over, they might go on another date. That's the reality, right? That's when go on another date. Or they're going to go home. They might watch a movie. They might have some snacks at two in the morning. Guess what? He, he this guy maybe owns a gorgeous penthouse somewhere and and, and he could sleep till, till one in the morning, till the light beams into his giant, flawless, toilet penthouse. The light beams in there. And, and, and then he can get up and he could go for a run and he could go meet his friends at the bar. He, he, could, he, could go, he could actually go to the airport and go to Greece if he wants. That's his life. And you, you're waking up at 5 a.m. making oatmeal 
watching Peppa Pig on the couch, <laughs> thinking, what the hell happened to my life? What am I doing? Right? So I, I listen, at the end of the day, I, I only date a man that I, I really like and I find them to be really respectful. And if the man cares about me, he's going to care about all of me. He's going to care about the whole package and he's going to care about all of you. And he's going to care about your whole package, which is you and your children, you and your one child, you and your 10 children. He's going to care about you. But in the beginning, ah, I want to, I, I want to keep it that way. I'll keep it away. You know? Okay. So you get manicures. Sure you do. Right? Do you get the gel manicure? I don't get gel. I've never gotten a gel manicure. My girlfriends, they think I'm crazy. Why don't you get gel? It's like a few dollars more at least. Get gel. You're so cheap. I'm like, no, I'm not cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm not cheap. I don't want to do it. I, it ruins my nails. I already know. I know from having tips way too long when I was younger. You know, I, or, or when, or when like a tip would break and then I have them kind of like make another tip with just the gel on the nail. I know, I know how it is. I'm not doing it. I don't get gel manicures. I just get regular manicures. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know if this salon I'm going to is uh, giving me bum nail polish in the Essie bottles or something, but it starts chipping after a few days and I, it drives me crazy. And I know it drives you crazy. So I found a top coat that I love. It's called it's, it's, it says gel in it, by the way. It says gel in the title, but it's not gel. Essie Gel Couture Platinum Grade Finish Top Coat. I know, what a name. This is on Amazon. Essie Gel Couture Platinum Grade Finish Top Coat. It's a small bottle of nail polish. It's a white bottle. It's cute. It's like a hexagonish, you know, rhombus sort of shaped white bottle of nail polish. It's Essie. It's 10 bucks. So it's expensive for a top coat. But you put it on. First of all, you put it on your nails. It dries fast. That's the first thing. Two. It literally makes your nails look professional again. I swear to God. I just put it on my nails today. I have, right now I have um, the nail, Essie Color Fishnet Stockings on my nails. It's like, you know, a reddish, almost like a plumish reddish, like a dark red, but not as red as, you know, Essie Bordeaux. And, uh, you know, in my manicure has been, a, it's been a minute. So I put the gel, I put the Essie, um, the Essie top coat on, this Essie Gel Couture Platinum top coat. My nails are shiny like new. They will go for another five days. It is marvelous. It's marvelous. You can put a thick coat, a thick coat on your nails. Literally, they look gorgeous. If, I'm, if, it's, if it's super fast, by the way, just slap a thin coat on there and it's fine. But I love it. I, I totally, totally recommend it. Okay. Questions from the audience. So every week I take a couple of um, questions from my TikTok girlfriends. You know, I ask, hey, you girls want to talk about anything? Or I get them in my, my messages. So, um, and you know, I pick a couple at random and I do my best to answer them. And I'm not an expert as I always say, but you know, that's okay. Number one, question one, what's your go-to comfort food? Really? You really want to know what my go, you care what my macaroni and cheese and spare ribs. That's my go-to comfort food. That's right. First of all, if you bring me to any Southern restaurant, I'm getting cornbread, I'm getting mac and cheese, I'm getting baby back ribs slathered in the sauce. I don't want even dry rub, I want slathered. But if I had to have my last day, my last day meal, right? I'm getting macaroni and cheese. I don't even care if it's the blue box blues. I want the macaroni, I want macaroni and cheese. And I also want Chinese spare ribs. Mm. There used to be a place in the city called Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven. Oh my God, these ribs were out of this world, like candy. By the way, this woman, Nancy Lane, she lives in Northern New Jersey. If you happen to know her, I mean, honest, I'm, I'm dead serious. This woman, Nancy Lee, she owned this restaurant on the Upper East Side of Manhattan called Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven. They were known for their spare ribs. Everybody who's everybody used to go there. Woody Allen was always there, all celebs. 
They are the most delicious spare ribs in the whole entire world of worlds. And then Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven. She sold the restaurant after like 25, 30 years. She sold it to somebody else. It's still called Pig Heaven. You can still go. And you can still get the ribs, but they're not as good as Nancy Lee's spare ribs. But it's so it's still Pig Heaven. It's still on the Upper East Side. It's on 3rd Avenue. But the Nancy Lee name is missing. But anyway, so Nancy Lee, it's Chinese broad, most fabulous woman. I'm, and I'm not, I am not lying to you. This woman had an oil painting portrait in her Chinese restaurant of herself in a gold, in a gold leaf frame. I mean, she was, she was killing it, killing it at the Chinese food game. She was the nicest restaurant owner. Every, she was always there. First of all, she's always at the restaurant, which is always a nice sign when the owner's walking around, right? She's always at the restaurant. She knew everybody's name, everybody by name, all the customers, well, at least the common, you know, the, the customers, the regulars, she know, know us all by name she always was dressed impeccably always gorgeous you know vel thick velvet jackets with big you know rhinestone encrusted clasps she was wonderful she was wonderful she had a beautiful party on new year's you know maybe you'd pay a hundred dollars for a ticket you could go by yourself or go with a date and it was a, such a fun new year's party with delicious food and music but the reason why everybody went to Nancy Lee's Pig Heaven, the reason why it was a who's who of Chinese restaurants in the city was because these ribs were like ribs you've never tasted in your entire one bite, one bite, your whole mouth is mounted. Literally, my, my mouth is dripping. So anyway, I found out that she lives in northern New Jersey. I found this out like a year before she closed the restaurant. I didn't even know she was closing the restaurant. I don't know why she didn't tell anybody, I, or at least I didn't know. Um, but And I was a regular, by the way. But she, she lives in northern New Jersey, and I'm dying to get this, <laughs> this spare rib recipe. And if I ever get it, I would 100% share it with you. But you know when she sold the restaurant, she definitely didn't sell this magic spare rib recipe. She did. But this, this is one of my foods. Nancy Lee's spare ribs. Oh, Nancy Lee's pig heaven spare ribs. But to be honest, you know, I, 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 just, I just like all spare ribs. So, you know, I'm just telling you my absolute favorite of favorites because you asked the question. And my go-to comfort food. But I'll, I'll take spare ribs from anywhere. Oh, I also like those boneless spare ribs. You know, they come in the little white cotton. Mm, they're almost like reddish color. Those are good too. Mac and cheese, spare ribs. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Question two. What do I do if he doesn't text me back? So this obviously goes back to our thing before. Okay. You know what you do? If he doesn't text you back, do nothing. Do nothing, please. I beg you, don't do anything. Don't text him. You know he's alive. You know he's alive. You just saw him a few days ago. Or you know he's alive. You just saw him post on Instagram. You know also that it takes 10 seconds to send a text. But I wouldn't assume that he's lost interest. I wouldn't panic. I would be blowing up all my girlfriend's phones. That's for damn sure. But I wouldn't panic. I wouldn't assume that he lost interest. You know, Because I wouldn't want, when he does text, I wouldn't want that to come through. But do not text him. If you have not heard from him, if he doesn't text you back, wait for him. Wait for him to text you. Because because if it's that you haven't heard from him in a few days, like he maybe he's doing a ghosting thing and you just gotta you just gotta live through it. It's painful, you gotta live through it. Or maybe maybe you text him something two hours ago and he didn't write you back. Whatever you do, whatever whoever wrote this to me, if you are listening, do not text him 16 times. Don't flood his phone because you haven't heard from him in two hours. He might be in a meeting with his boss. Maybe, maybe, maybe his grandpa is sick. Maybe his mother's sick. 
Maybe he's sick. And guess what? If he gets to his phone, the next time he sees his phone, he sees 16 messages from you, he's going to be she's crazy. I'm done with her. Do nothing. Don't text him. You don't want to play games with him. You do not want to play games with him. He needs to come to you. Men like to pursue. They're the hunters. And, and you know, listen, here, here's the goal. Here's, here it really is. This is it. And by the way, this is not easy for me to do either. But this is, this is what it really boils down to. If you hold back, if you hold back, you know that you are in the minority of other girls that are in his mix, if you're not exclusive. Because you know, for, you, for every one of you that's holding back on the text, not texting him back, not blowing up his phone, you know he has five other lunatic girls that are blowing up that phone that are so annoying and he's writing off left and right. But who's the one he's thinking about? You. He's like, huh, huh. Why hasn't Elizabeth texted me? What I'm hearing from Donna and Brenda and Martina, but why not Elizabeth? Yeah, oh, you know why? Because you, you, my friend Elizabeth, you have better things to do. Do nothing, please. I'm begging you. Be cool. Be keep keep it cool. You know, and if you can't keep it cool, write to me on TikTok. I'll talk to you. I'll write to you. We got we got to help each other out. It's it it. It's a competition out there, girls, especially if you're in the city. For every, for every guy, there's four women. That's a real stat. Oh, oh, got to keep it tight. Keep it right. Do not text him. Okay. We're closing out today as we do all podcasts with a quote. I love this quote. Here it is. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. So don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. John D. Rockefeller. I'm just going to say it one more time. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. John D. Rockefeller. I just want to say, we all have those people in our lives, friends and families, that if you have a great job, you know, working down, I don't know, at, at the local insurance company, you know, you got great benefits, flexible hours, you got a wonderful boss, you know, but you're not passionate about the job and say, say you always want to be a singer or something. You always get those friends. Everybody has those friends and those, that family member. That's like, what are you doing? You got a great gig at the insurance company. Look at the benefits you have. Look, you get all this vacation, three weeks vacation, and you're going to go throw that all the way to be a singer. Well, guess what? Guess what? You're never going to get to be the, go to the great, go to that great if you don't give up the good. I'm not, I'm not saying, by the way, ditch the good. You could do both, but I love that quote. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Okay, that's all. And that's all for today's episode of the Elise DeLucci Show. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to me. We are um, on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure you tell your friends. Don't miss an episode. And you know what? I would love, I would love it if you could review me. In, in an Apple Podcast, you could do a review. Like, you can give it one star if you want. Oh, that's fine. But you can give it five stars and you can write something. I would love that. So anyway, yes, please, thank you for listening. But please subscribe, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, stay tuned for next week's episodes. If you want to know more, you can check me out on Instagram at Elise Delucci. You can follow me for daily musings on TikTok at Elise Delucci. Or you can check out my website, elisedelucci.com. Talk to you soon. Ciao, ciao.